Now, it's time for the Cybersecurity News Bite with Jim Guckin. Welcome to the Cybersecurity News Bite Podcast, Episode 16, May 2nd, 2022. New malware loader Bumblebee in the wild, hackers exploit critical vulnerability in VMware to install malware, Chinese hackers caught exploiting popular antivirus to target the telecom sector, and Emotet is back with some new tricks. So there's a new malware loader called Bumblebee that has been spotted out in the wild. Uh, cyber criminals who were previously using the uh, delivery software Bizarre Loader and Ice ID seem to have transitioned to this new loader called Bumblebee. And it's not quite done yet, but it's still under active development, which means uh, everything I'm going to tell you here can change because they're going to update it and make it easier for them to do what they want to do. Um, so, you know, if, if this is not, as I said, the, the cyber criminals have kind of moved from using uh, Bizarre Loader to this, and if it's not an exact replacement, then at least it's a new multifunctional tool that they have in their uh, toolkit at this point. And it's now being used by malicious actors that are historically favored other malware types. So, campaigns have been spotted distributing this new highly sophisticated loader uh, are said to have started commencing uh, last month, March 2022. Now, it's possible that the loader could act as a precursor for ransomware attacks. So if you're starting to see this in the files on your systems, good chance uh, that it's only a matter of time before you run into some problems. Now, some of the features that this uh, new tool has, which is an anti-virtualization check, so it will know if it works in a virtual environment and may do a separate attack or not attack at all. It's written in C++. It's engineered to act as a downloader uh, because it will retrieve and execute the next stage payloads like Cobalt Strike, Silver, Meterpreter, Shellcode. It's increased detection of the malware in the threats uh, landscape. So, you know, they, it, this is not like they're testing it anymore. We're seeing the increase there. Uh, and as I said, it kind of corresponds to a drop in Bazaar Loader deployments. Now, since February 2022, um, Bazaar Loader has been a popular loader. And it's used for delivering file encrypted malware. It was being developed by the now defunct TrickBot gang, which kind of got absorbed into Conti. Um, but this is this is the new one that's coming out now, and this is the one you have to kind of watch out for. So, uh, during the uh, first kind of attacks we've seen on this, um, the group has been using a DocuSign branded phishing email. They have fraudulent links or an HTML attachment. Uh, leading the victim to kind of a compressed ISO file that's hosted on a Microsoft OneDrive. Uh, embedded in the URL um, of the HTML document is where you find this. It uses a traffic direction system dubbed Prometheus, which has been available 
on the dark web for about $250 a month. It redirects the URLs to archive files based on time zone and cookies of the victim. So it can be very customly tailored Prometheus to give you the files it needs. So the zip file includes a link and a dat file. Uh, the link is a Windows shortcut file, obviously. It executes the Bumblebee downloader. And before using it to deliver Bizarre Loader and Ice IT, or Ice ID malware. So it's still using those things, but the, 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 the first step is getting this new Bumblebee malware installed. Now, in the second round of attacks that we've seen using this new malware, which has been going on uh, this month. I mean, I'm sorry, last month, April. Um, they're using a thread hijacking scheme. They're using legitimate invoice-themed emails from victims. They take over them, they send over a zip ISO file, which were then used to execute a DLL file to activate the loader. Now, this is kind of interesting because it's using a chain that's already in progress for most companies. Now, this isn't the only uh, kind of tool we've seen. I don't mean tool, I mean tactic. This is not the only tactic we've seen come out of this group. Uh, they have used a contact form on a Target's website claiming copy, copyright violation on images stored on the site. They point the victim to a Google Cloud Storage link the download uh, compressed ISO file and the same sequence we had before with infection. Now there's a lot of discussion on who is actually doing this. It's more likely right now that the people doing the attacks are uh, initial access brokers. These are the people who get into networks and then sell that connection to other people. Now the development of Bumblebee does coincide with Conti taking over uh, the TrickBot botnet, and they've been shutting it down to focus on the development of Bizarre Loader and Anchor Malware. So it's not clear if Bumblebee is the work of TrickBot, or if it's a different group that seems to have gotten um, TrickBot's source code because it does some of the same things, it uses some of the same evasion techniques. It may be, you know, data that was leaked. So this is all stuff that could be going on. Now, the interesting thing is, is the vice president of threat research and detection at Proofpoint, Sherrod DeGrippo, uh, has said the introduction of the Bumblebee loader to the crime wave threat landscape and its apparent replacement for Bizarre Loader demonstrates the flexibility threat actors have to quickly shift TTPs and adopt new malware. TTPs, for those of you who that's not part of your everyday language. Tactics, techniques, and procedure. These are what they do to break into your network. So this is kind of showing that, you know, the new wave can be something that quickly changes for them. So, you know, a, a tactic stops working. They now show that they will quickly jump from one to the next. Now, next is a story that I feel kind of bad about because unfortunately, it's been something that... Uh, has been in the news a lot and it's a very popular product it's vmware uh, vmware uh has another exploit that hackers are taking advantage of to install malware uh it's been kind of under attack recently uh, and this is just not not a new thing now 
Now, researchers at Morphosec have discovered a recently a critical RCE vulnerability in VMware Workspace ONE access. And the not only did they discover this, they pretty much can say that it's being actively exploited by advanced hackers. Uh, the critical flaw is now being tracked as CVE 2022-22954, and it's used in the wild as confirmed by VMware. Now, the people using it are using it with two other known RCEs, which stands for Remote Code Executions. So they, they have two other vulnerabilities doing remote codes. Uh, executions, uh, CVE 2022-22957 and 2022-22958. Now, these likely are, are hopefully patched in your systems because uh, they were addressed by VMware about 20 days ago. So if you've been updating within the last 20 days, you're probably fine. Uh, the two uh, RCEs also affected the following VMware products. So if you have these, make sure they're updated. VMware Identity Manager, VMware vRealization Automation, VMware Cloud Foundation, and vRealize Suite Lifecycle Manager. And to kind of give people that the, this is not, I mean, it's being used in the wild, but there've been several proof of concept codes, uh, exploit codes that were made publicly available shortly after the flaws were publicly disclosed. So how does this kind of attack work? So they exploit 2022-22954. They are able to access the network environment initially. It does not require administrative access to the target server. And uh, if it has uh, public uh, access, you can run the exploit as well. The attack begins by launching a stager with a PowerShell command on the vulnerable service, which would be Identity Manager. It then uses a um, power trash loader to download uh, whatever it's going to use from the command and control server. It runs a core impact agent into the memory of the VMware environment. Um, and Morphosec has managed to retrieve the following elements from this kind of attack the uh, uh, command and control server, the C2 server's address, the core impact client version, the 256-bit encryption key used for the command and control communication. And all of these things are kind of being linked with a specific person and a company. The person's name is Ivan Nektuli, and the company's name is Stark Industries. Now, one of the companies listed in the database is uh, internet hosting company that supports illegal websites um, that spam bots and phishing bots have been using. So they picked the right hoster for this and more than likely they're not going to be able to take down the command and control server by asking nicely. So it's going to be one of those things where they have to kind of go through the hard way uh, of trying to knock it off the internet. Um, so make sure that if you have any of those VMware products that you are up to date 100% so that you are protected. Now, most companies out there uh, believe that their software will protect them. I have antivirus. Nothing should get through. Well, <laughs> yeah, Chinese hackers are, are, are laughing at that um, because a Chinese aligned cyber espionage group uh, has been observed striking the telecommunication center, uh, telecommunication sector in Central Asia 
with versions of malware such as ShadowPad and PlugX. Now, PlugX and ShadowPad are well-established um, malware that has a history of being used by Chinese-speaking threat actors, primarily in the groups that want to do espionage. Now, ShadowPad is labeled a masterpiece of privately sold malware in Chinese espionage, and it's emerged as a successor to PlugX back in 2015. So it has its feet really well settled at this point. Now, Sentinel-1 has attributed this uh, these kind of attacks to the group called Motion Dragon. It has tactical um, TTPs uh, that kind of overlap uh, between another threat group that is often referred to as Nomad Panda or Red Foxtrot. Now, SecureWorks has attributed the distinct ShadowPad activity to Chinese nation-state groups that operate in alignment with the Chinese Ministry of State Security (MSS), the civilian—I'm uh, sorry, the Chinese Ministry of State Security (MSS), Civilian Intelligence Agency, and the People's Liberation Army. Now, Motion Dragon's TTPs involve the abuse of legitimate antivirus software, Bitdefender, Kaspersky, uh, McAfee, Semantic, Trend Micro. Uh, and what they do is with um, with uh, using some, something called a DLL hijack is they sideload Shadowpad and Talisman on compromised systems. Now they use this hijack DLL to decrypt and load the final Shadowpad or PlugX payload. And all of this resides in the same folder that the antivirus executable does. Once they've gotten that, they start working on persistence. And what they do from there is they achieve um, this by creating a scheduled task so that it just keeps running. Now, if you don't know, DLL search order hijacking is a Windows system common method to look for required DLLs to load a program. So when a program doesn't have the built-in stuff, it's going to look for a particular dynamic link library, DLL, and it loads that program. Now what they do is they pretty much take advantage of uh, the window DLL search order and programs that ambiguously specify DLLs. So if it's kind of vague or they can use the file name over again, and by exploiting this process, it gives them the ability to run their own programs. Now, once these hackers have established a foothold, they start now moving laterally across the network by leveraging uh, a program called Impacket within the network. They, wherever they can, they passively place backdoors into the victim's environment. They grab as many credentials as possible, and they uh, focus on getting the data out. Now, harvesting the credentials can be used to fish or whatever else you want to do, but this guarantees them they can get back in. So you shut one credential down, they have the password for another, they just move to it. So it's very hard to kind of get them out of your network. And most people who have been through a cyber attack will tell you that. It's it's hard to guarantee you got someone out of your network. So uh, this new one, why it's just right now uh, targeting the telecom sector in Asia, 
expect these kind of things to start coming to a network near you. Now, for our final story, the malware we all fear, uh, Emotet. It's kind of fell off the face of the earth for a while. We all thought, <laughs> good, it's gone. Uh, well, it's now a back after a 10-month break. You know, taking some time to really work on itself. Uh, so in these new attacks, um, they're looking at a more targeted kind of phishing attack. Uh, now, if you remember, previous Emotet attacks had more of a kind of a spray and pray kind of approach. Uh, and this was all discovered by Proofpoint. Now, Proofpoint is attributing this to threat actor group known as TA-542. They have used Emotet since 2014 with great success, so they're they're very good on it. Uh, and they're addressing a new tactic um, that Microsoft has implemented to kind of hinder this, because Emotet used uh, some macros before, or this group used macros before. Um, macros have been a very easy way for spreading ransomware and malware. So Microsoft has put protections in place. They started to disable macros by default rather than letting the companies do it. And they are kind of now with this new tactic getting around macros. And in January of 2021, if you remember the big Emotet news was Canada, France, Germany, Lithuania, the Netherlands, Ukraine... United Kingdom, United States, all worked together to kind of get the botnet taken down that supported Emotet. It was called Operation Ladybird. Uh, and then there was a 10-month gap where, you know, um, I mean, it, it limped along, but there's been a 10-month gap before we've really seen it. Uh, though, what's interesting about this was during the break was some people had seen Emotet still being used, but very low-key. Uh, trying, I guess, not to draw attention to themselves why they tried out these new tactics. Well, you know, TA-542 has ramped up these attacks now, so it's no longer quiet and running silently. They are back in business uh, with, with the Emotet. So, the new campaign, which was seen April 4th to April 19th of this year, uses a compromised email account to send out spam phishing emails more than likely, this is what's going to get people to click on it. Uh, they've noticed they mostly come with a one-word headline, something like, uh, I think I was reading one article where they said salary was a word. Anything that kind of entice people to click it. The message uh, body contains a OneDrive URL. The URL hosts a zip files containing a Microsoft Excel add-in. It's uh, XLL. The file uses a similar name to the email subject line. Once again, just to make you click on it. Uh, if these XLL files are opened and executed, Emotet's now infecting the machine with malware and can start stealing information, creating a, a backdoor, deploying other malware or ransomware to compromise the system. So, this is a new attack. We'll see how long it continues to go. Um, once again, make sure you do your best to kind of keep it from even getting into your network. You make sure that you have your filtering all the way up. You train your staff so that they are aware of any suspicious emails they are not expecting and keep them from running this stuff because they may go, hey, look, you know, things look weird in this. Send it to your uh, IT or your IT security department. Have them review it. Um, but Emotet, 
we all kind of, you know, thought it had disappeared for a while. It's back from summer vacation, and now we're going to be in trouble again if this continues to spread again. Um, so be prepared. Make sure you're updated. Make sure your systems are patched. Make sure your employees are trained. Anything suspicious, no matter what, that they don't open those pieces of mail. And that's, you know, the best way you can protect yourself is by having your staff know what's going on. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Make sure you stay safe out there and stay safe on the web. We'll talk again on next Monday. You've been listening to the Cybersecurity News Byte with Jim Guckin. Learn more about our show at cybersecuritynewsbyte.com. 